I'm Shifa and you're listening to A Thought Away. Today's story, The Eye of the Panther, explores a magical world where evil has seemingly got their way. But one girl might be the difference between life and death of an entire world. While dusting off an old painting I found in my grandparents' house, suddenly I heard a loud whoosh, and all I could see was a long tunnel with swirls of colors, and then everything went dark. It was nauseating, and I felt scared not knowing what was happening. I screamed as my stomach lurched, and then I was falling, falling, falling. I'm very curious about old artifacts and their history, so I was going through my grandparents' attic during the summer vacation. I set about cleaning boxes full of miscellaneous objects and the cobwebs off of paintings, and came across a particularly unique one. I dusted off the painting to see it better. The fairy-like creature was beautiful and had an unusual glow, and her choppy hair fell around her face. Her blue eyes matched the color of her wings, and the pendant that hung around her neck was of a beautiful emerald green. She seemed to be hovering a few feet off the grass. The landscape in the background had tall trees of a kind I'd never seen before. I held the painting towards the light to take a closer look, and it felt as though there was an actual world inside the painting that was pulling me in, coaxing me. And then, with a flash of colors and sudden darkness, I was falling through a blue sky. The ground was getting closer. I was going to smash into it any second now. But instead, I found my landing to be quite gentle, on my feet no less. Once I registered the fact that I hadn't fallen splat on the ground and broken every bone, I realized I was still holding the painting in my hand. Only now, the painting was not of the fairy. but of the inside of an attic an attic that looked all too familiar one that i had been cleaning old artifacts in not 5 minutes ago i looked around and saw what might have been the most beautiful landscape of my life the land i was in looked like an exact replica of the one i had seen in the painting there were acres of soft grass full of lush green trees which were adorned with succulent fruits of different sizes Around each tree there was a ring of flowering plants set in a colorful pattern. It seemed as though the trees were bordering something more, something greater beyond. It was truly a sight and there were mushrooms, well not your usual mushrooms, but giant ones that towered high enough to be houses. I walked towards the nearest one and saw what looked like a small oval-shaped door. But wait, was this all a dream? How was I in this place? What was this place? I didn't know of anything that looked remotely like this on earth. I started panicking. What was happening? Breathe in and breathe out, I told myself. Panic doesn't help. It makes things worse. Then I started walking towards the mushroom house, thinking that if anyone was there, they could help me. But as I got closer, I realized something wasn't right. Up close, The plants looked sort of dead. Something felt wrong, and and if these mushrooms were houses, 
Then where were their inhabitants? My eyes caught a flash of movement, and after that, I don't know what happened. I felt like I had been knocked out. All I could remember was a stinging pain in my arm. I woke up to a circular room with a dome-shaped roof. There were small lanterns hanging from the ceiling. Wait, no, not from the ceiling. They seemed to be levitating in the air. I still felt lightheaded and I was slow to comprehend my surroundings. There was a table beside me with small glass bottles with colored substances inside. Not only that, but the painting too was there. I took a few deep breaths and then saw something moving. At first I thought it was the lanterns, but the glowing orb came towards the ground, towards me. For the first time since I found myself in that place, I spoke, more like screamed, and then the orb just grew about 10 times its original size. And when I say grew, I mean turn into a different creature entirely. The creature started mumbling in mollifying tones and then sang the most soothing song, like that of a nightingale, perhaps better. I struggled to stay awake. I knew there was something I was missing. That face, it looked familiar. But finally, I drifted off into a deep slumber yet again. When I awoke, I was in the same room, same atmosphere. Except I wasn't afraid anymore. I understood. And the song she sang? Well, that was actually an explanation of why I was there and how I just happened to drop out of the sky. I was to retrieve the stone from the eye of the panther statue and then place it in the most sacred part of their world that was heavily guarded with magic. I would then be transported back home. If I failed, well, I don't think I wanted to find out. So I set about my task. I understood that there was evil in this world too and that everything was dying out because the stone had been stolen and used for dark magic. The panther was an ancient relic and since it had been used for dark magic, the entire world was losing its purity and was infected with evil. The painting was the most essential thing here, but I had also been given a few other supplies like food and water, ropes, some weird gooey substance that was bright orange, and also a pocket knife. I didn't ask too many questions. I bid the fairy goodbye. She made some sort of hand gesture and then the painting turned into a map, magic that Yari had just done. She motioned for me to wait and then went back inside the house. I could understand her song but not her language. I suppose that was just as well since I didn't want to know how dangerous the journey would be. All I knew was that I was chosen for this and that this beautiful world would fade away if I didn't do what I had been sent for. Yari returned with with the sheathed sword, not just any sword, one with intricate carvings on the sheath and blade. It was beautiful and looked old but deadly. Deadly. There was the danger, a question of life and death, a risk so great. I didn't want to fight anybody, much less stab them or be stabbed. I shook my head and backed up a bit. Bayari held it out and curled her fingers into a fist and then uncurled them. It looked like she was doing some magic. Oh, the sword wasn't a kill but to do magic. Hmm, 
I wondered where it would come in handy. To be continued. I'll be back with part 2 of the eye of the panther. Next week you'll find out if I managed to reach the panther and what happens if I do. Thanks for listening. Thank you.